I thank God for each and every one of you and I do indeed greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I say this often, I do not take it for granted when I'm asked to do something. I know it is only by the help of the Lord that I'm able to do anything. So Lord, we thank you for your visitation and we thank you for your presence. Amen. If you would get your Bibles, I don't intend to be before you long, but if you would get your Bibles, amen, and turn with me to a very familiar passage of scripture, we'll be looking at Ephesians chapter number three. We'll be getting at verse number 14, reading down through 21. Ephesians three chapter, Ephesians chapter number three, reading verses 14. down through 21. Amen. When you have it, please say amen. The word of the Lord reads on this wise, for this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might Filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory that's due unto your matchless name. Lord God, even as I stand before this thine people, God, Lord God, increase as I decrease. Lord God, send forth your word that it fall on fertile ground, that it produce fruit that's pleasing unto you. Lord God, have your way in the midst of your service today, God. And Lord God, we thank you in advance for what you've done, for what you're going to do, God. Oh, Father, have your way, and we will give you the praise, honor, and the glory that is due unto your matchless name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As I said, I, I purpose not to be before you long, but there is a thought this morning. And the thought will be taken from verse number 20. And it is simply, he's able. He's able. He's able. The dictionary describes the word able as having sufficient power, skill, resource to accomplish the task or action that is being put against in other words, it's susceptible to the action of the treatment. So when something is able, it doesn't matter the condition of the situation. Uh, it knows that it's going to see it through and overcome. Because that thing that it's being put up against is not greater 
than the source of the power that's being put out. It's susceptible to the action of treatment. It goes on to say that Abel is marked by intelligence. It's marked by knowledge, skill, and competence. Last, the dictionary defines Abel as capable of, fit for, or worthy of. Capable of, fit for, or worthy of. In contrast, the antonym to the word Abel is incapable. When something or someone is incapable, it doesn't have the ability, the qualifications for the purpose to complete the task that's being asked. In other words, it's archaic, it's outdated, it's insufficient, it's an outmode. It cannot complete the course. It's not able to perform at the level of expectation. There are many reasons why something or someone may not be capable of something. May not have the power they used to have. May not, may not be as fast as it once was. Amen. It may not, amen, it may not have the, uh, the, the strength. It may not have the intellectual uh, curiosity. It may, as things are going, may require AI and it's still dealing with DOS the old form of computer systems. It may not have the technology in order to be capable. Now, we got ability or able and we got incapable. But the Bible goes on to describe some of the attributes of your God. The Bible says that God is omniscient. It goes on to say that he's omnipotent. It goes on to say that he's omnipresent. And, and I dare say when you look at those three words, it, it doesn't say that he was omniscient. It, it didn't say that he, he was omnipotent. And it didn't say that he was in every place at a certain time in the existence of this world. It goes on to say that he's omniscient. In other words, uh, he's all-knowing. And Isaiah 44 and 7 says, And who as I shall call? And shall declare it and set it in order for me. Since I appointed the ancient people. He said the things that are coming and shall come. He says let them show unto them. In verse 8 of the same chapter it was almost like God asked a rhetorical question. And he, he simply put it this way. Is there a God beside me? It has a question mark at the end of that statement that basically is saying I'll wait for the answer who was there when I called light out of darkness who was there when I separated the land from the water who was there when I breathed the breath of life into man is there a God beside me and when no answer came he put it this way I know not any I'll answer it for you. I don't know another one because there is no one beside me. I'm God all by myself. Isaiah 46 and 10 declares the beginning, the end from the beginning. It says that from ancient times, the things that are, that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. 
From the beginning of time, from the beginning of this nation, from the beginning of any situation that you've ever found yourself in, don't you know God was standing right there? Don't you understand that you were never in a situation or in a circumstance that God wasn't already familiar with? We've been out of COVID the last couple of years, but don't you know that wasn't a surprise to God? That Russia and Ukraine are not a surprise to God. The latest tragedy going on with Israel and the Gaza Strip is not a surprise to God. Every situation that you ever found yourself in, when your rock, when your pack was between the rock and the hard place, don't you know that your God was standing right there? Now, as we mature in Christ, and we're going somewhere with this, as we mature in Christ, we come to know that every circumstance is an opportunity for God to show himself strong on our behalf. But when we were new to this thing, coming out of the world and not really truly understanding through lack of experience with God, that guess what? He shows up when tough times come. And it took that one first test and you're like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. God said, this light work. It's light work. You sitting there panicking and you're frustrated, but I'm about to show you how strong I am. And then when that next test came, when that next trial came, you had a chance to say, well, I remember when I was dealing with this and my God stepped in right on time. I remember when I was facing this circumstance and I said, Lord, you see where I am. And he said, I'm right here. I'm standing right here. You're not calling God to come to you. But David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Sometimes we say, Lord, you're omnipotent, omniscient, and all-powerful, and omnipresent when I'm on the mountaintop. But I dare say the same God is what you in the valley, is what you in the fiery furnace, is what you in the hospital bed. The same God is standing right there. It is not a surprise. God knows all his works. And when he pleases, he makes it known. He declares from ancient times the things that are not yet done. We talked about omnipresent or, omni, or omnipotent. Ephesians 1 and 19 declares, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us words who believe according to the works of his mighty power? The practical, if you would, the rational, the realistic, the concrete, Belief that the all-sufficiency of God and the omnipotence of his divine grace is the absolute necessary tool in order to walk steadfastly with him. You need to understand that God's grace, his mercy, and his love is what keeps us. It is a desirable thing to experiment the mighty power of God's grace that is drawing souls to him. It is a difficult thing, brothers and sisters, it is a difficult thing to draw a soul to Christ. Now, you're probably like, but don't I see people in church coming to Christ all the time? I'm not asking you to agree with my next statement, but I'll make it. When I was in the world, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy doing what I was doing. It didn't, nobody had to force me to go out. 
Nobody had to force me to do something that I wanted to do. Even if I knew it was wrong, I willfully went. But when Jesus got a hold of me, you understand, it wasn't about going back out and doing what I thought I was doing right in the world. I'm saying there was a better way. And I came to know it through Christ. Three times somebody came to me and said, you should know Christ. You should come to Christ. One of the people I used to run in the streets with was the second one to come to me. And I was like, bruh, don't you remember what we did? And it didn't matter. He was like, you still need to know God. And the most amazing thing is God's grace kept me even when I kept saying, not right now, God. Not right now, God. It is a strong pull to draw souls unto Christ. The Lord's uncomparable power that drew each and every one of you. The Lord's uncomparable power which raised Christ from the dead is the same incomparable power that is operating today. He is not slack concerning his promises and like something that is archaic, outdated and has lost its technological capabilities, God is full of power and full of might. There are 7 billion people on this planet and God can deal with their stuff and your stuff and not miss a beat because he is omnipotent. Matthew 19 and 20 speaks, 26 speaks on this wise. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with man it is impossible. But with God, all things, all things are possible. Somebody need to understand he's able today. Somebody needs to understand that he's, he's omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipresent, omnipower. He's, he's, he's um, omnipotent, which means he has all power. But it also says that he's omnipresent. Psalms 139, 7 through 9 declares the following. Whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and I dwell in the other parts of the sea, even there thou leadest me. Where can we go that God is not present? The interesting thing is I talked about capable or able and incapable we talked about omnipresence and omnipotent and omniscience. The thing that's interesting is there were certain times when this natural man could do all these things kind of well. I am not even going to say very well, just kind of well. But God, from the beginning of time to where we stand right now today, brothers and sisters, God is all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And he is everywhere at every time. Slacking no, 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 no ability the word omnipresence is a compound word. Omni means all, so that he covers the span of the universe. Somebody could have been like, you talk about the globe, the universe, the uncomparable from the, 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 man of, the mind of man. He's already there. So right here, standing before each and every one of us, God is present. There is no exception. The writer said, where shall I go from thy spirit? Where am I going to go? Sometimes when we think about Abel, 
we say, well, because mom and dad are not here, they can't do it for me right now. My parents can't. Faith is in D.C. I cannot get to her in less than an hour and a half flight and less than a 10-hour car ride. But God is standing right there. When you had that tough time and that experience when no one was around you, when you just begin to say, Jesus, you begin to look around and the situation in your life, you need to change. And the hellhounds that were on your tracks begin to back up. See, that's the power of your God. Just uttering his name, that's the power of your God. Where if things in your life don't seem to be going right and you just say, Jesus. The car that was coming your way somehow moved. The harm that was about to afflict you somehow stopped. The fear that was coming upon you became joy unspeakable, joy and full of glory. Just calling on that able name. Brothers and sisters, he's able. He's able. Ephesians 3 is broken down into four sections, and when we're done with this, we're done with this. The first section of Ephesians is Ephesians 3, 1 through 7, and it deals with revelation, the oneness of all believers in Christ. God revealed to Paul individually what he showed in the spirit to the prophets and the apostles collectively, that the believing Gentiles would be part of the same body as the Jews. It goes on to say that in Ephesians 3, 8 through 13, it deals with riches. In other words, Paul's task was to make the unsearchable riches of Christ known to the Gentiles to make them see the wonderful things that God has done through Christ. Verse 14, it says, For this cause I bound my knee unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded. Somebody tell your neighbor I may bend but I won't break. See I'm rooted and grounded in the love of God. When I didn't deserve it, he first loved me. When you didn't deserve it, he first loved you. Amen. When everybody else would have thrown you away, God said, you are mine. You are mine. When you were rooted and grounded in something, that wind's going to push you. But God going to pull you right back up. Now, see, somebody said, well, listen, I got the strength. I can pull myself up. Back in the day, there used to be that little toy. You pop it, it bounces. But the little weight at the bottom of it caused it to come right back up. That's the Holy Ghost down on the inside of y'all. That's the what. That's what lets you know that guess what? Uh, guess what? I'm able to endure hardness as a good soldier. I'm able to deal with this situation because of the peace that God has given me. I'm able to go forward despite what the situation looked like because I know what's down on the inside. See, able means qualified and capable, but not by your own might. But not by your own might. When, when we were out in the world, got beat up real bad sometimes. To the point where I didn't even want to show up and go back to places. You ever deal with some stuff on your job and the Lord just say, go back. 
Let the light that's in you shine and men will see your good works and glorify me. And you're like, Lord, you see what they're doing to me. But God is saying, but I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you. It's amazing how sometimes me and Chris were talking the other day and I told her that I got a friend that's interviewing for a, a senior E-suite position at my job. And I told her, I said, I can't speak up for him because my boss is interviewing for the same job. And so I got a friend who's capable, competent, can do the job, but I can't go to my president and be like, hey, I got a guy because my boss is interviewing. And Chris said, well, who do you think is qualified out of the three? I was like, the friend. And it was something to the fact of, why not you? And I was like, well, I'm this way up there. But this is how the natural man thinks. We try to say, this is all I deserve or all I can be. But don't you know what your God can do? Don't you know that if you stop making it what you think is capable? God said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. So far. So far. <clears throat> it's interesting how sometimes we can't get out of our own way and let God be the great God in our life because we can't see the possibility. And when she said it, I was a bit taken back. I was like, why not me? But I didn't think about it because it was above what I saw myself doing. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going for the job. But what it means is you got to stop thinking the way I thought don't you tell God that it's too hard for him if he wants to bless you and elevate you here. Don't you tell God that, God, this is all I think I deserve when God is sitting there saying, the righteous, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. You walking up right before me. You're doing what I'm asking you to do. Don't tell me how to bless you. Don't tell me when to stop opening doors. Don't tell me when I, when I can't take you higher than me because you can't see it. Brothers and sisters, your God is able. He's able. It goes on to say in verse 17 and verse 18, he says, may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge that ye might be able, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. The third part of Ephesians deals with Ephesians 3 verses 14 through 19 and it acknowledges the request. It says that Paul prayed in his submission to the Lord Jesus Christ that these Gentile believers, that the, not the chosen, not the, not the people, the heir, but the ones that are chosen by God, that they be strengthened in the inner man outwardly and that, that Christ would dwell in their hearts. He asked them to sustain their Christian lifestyle and that they would understand the immersed love that Jesus Christ has shown unto us. The greater family includes those who exist today, those who have gone on by way of grave, and those who have yet to come to know who Christ is as their Savior in the future. But we are all part of the same family because we all have the same Father. We all have the same father. 
God promises his love and his power to the family, the church, if you would. And Paul declares that God's love is total, is total. It reaches every corner of our experience. It is long. It lasts the length of our life. It is deep. It reaches beyond the depths and despair and the discouragement and even death. His love goes beyond all of that. It is wide as it covers the breadth of our own experience and to the totality of the world. And last but not least, it rises high above our celebrations and elations. Brothers and sisters, without God's love, we would fail. We will not make it. You can take everything. Take my car, take my home. But when you have the love of God down on the inside, let me tell you what it does. When you have the love of God on the inside, it helps you look at your enemies a little differently. When you got the love of God down on the inside, it may have you digging in your pocket for a second, but you're not digging in your pocket trying to figure out how you're going to take care of you. You're going to give your last to someone else. When you got the love of God down on the inside of you, you understand that, guess what? You're not in this thing alone. And that even when you got somebody that doesn't know who God is, you can go to them and say, we're dealing with the same thing. But the God that I serve is able. Your countenance will look just a little bit different than the one who doesn't know God. Because you understand that the situation is allowing God to create a testimony in your life. Now, I'm never saying I want a Job testimony where Lord stripped me of everything. But I understand, God, that none of that stuff is important. What I do understand is that, Lord, I'm found faithful working, and if I count on my job to be the thing that I think is supporting, that if it got taken away, the love that I thought was real in my life would go because that is what I love. But Lord, when I'm in my dark place and I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has ever done for me, when you're in that tight spot and you think of, amen, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? The most amazing thing about God's love is it is omniscient, it is omnipotent and it is ever present at all times. It is able. During tough times, or excuse me, during peace and prosperity, it's easy to tell somebody that the omnipotent, omnipotent and omnipresence of God is real. But when that tough time comes in, when the enemy comes in like a flood and he starts telling you, look at who left you. Look what you no longer have. I need you to read these words in the Bible and make sense of the fact that God is still able despite what your situation is. Your situation does changing didn't change who God is. Isaiah 59 and 19 declares the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Isaiah 54 and 17 confirms that no weapon that forms against me shall prosper. Isaiah, excuse me, Psalms 23 and 4, it speaks on this wise. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear no evil, for thou art with me. He said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
comforts me. It lets you know that even in that tough spot, how is the Lord preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies? He didn't say, sit behind this wall as I bless you. I'm going to put you out in front of the people that's talking about you. I'm going to put you out in front of the people that, guess what, think they had you at your wits end. I'm going to put you out in front of the people that bat bit against you and told you that you were never going to be nothing. And that I'm going to take everything from you just so they could see that I'm your God. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. When you know that God is able, that statement about the death, the death and life is in the power of the tongue. Where you in, the, you in that place where you just ain't got nothing and you be like, Lord, I know I'm about to be blessed. Somebody be like, look at what you got. You ain't even got a job. But the Lord is working something out for me. I feel it. I'm like, how you know the Holy Ghost that made it plain to me? He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. It doesn't matter what you think I don't have. I know I'm blessed and highly favored. I may not have everything that a billionaire has, but what I do have is a confidence to know that when I go to a God that created everything and everything belongs to him, that when I call on that matchless name, that he will make it to be. Testing trials are come but to make you strong. The enemy wants you to think that you're defeated. He wants you to sit down and be quiet. He wants you to know that guess what? I'm in control. But I need you to be like the Hebrew boys. I need you to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said when they were starting to talk about in Daniel chapter number 3, he said when they began to deal with Nebuchadnezzar and he said look here, I'm going to raise up a golden image. And when the music plays, I want each and every one of you I want you to bow down and I want you to begin to worship that thing that I set up. You got to understand when God has a calling on your life, it does not matter the trap that the enemy tries to set up. He's going to show up and be strong on your behalf. It goes on to say in verse number 12 or chapter number 3, it said, And there were certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon, said Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, these three men, O king, he said, have not regarded thee. Some of us are in a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego situation right now. When you sitting there wondering, if I do what they tell me to do, then I'll be able to get this. But it's contrary to what God is telling me to do. It is contrary to what God is asking me to do and the expectation that he has in my life. He said, these O king, have not regarded thee. He said, they serve not their God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar, like the enemy, like Satan himself, will get mad and be like, I'm touching everything in your life. Why do you keep thinking that God is able to do something when you ain't got nothing? I done took everything from you. Why do you stand there and tell me that I'm going to keep on going to church? That I'm going to keep on calling on his name? That I'm going to keep on praying? That I'm going to keep on fasting? That I'm going to keep on giving my life? That I'm going to keep on walking right? Nebuchadnezzar said, bring him here. Bring him here. I'm going to give him one more out. I'm going to give you one more chance to do what I tell you to do. Ain't that just how the enemy do? 
You ain't got something right now when that call come from somebody you ain't heard from in a very long time talking about I'm all you need right now. Just tell me what you need and I'm going to step right on in. Ain't that just how the enemy do? I'm going to give you one more chance because right now you want to rock in a hard place. But look at God. Look at God. Hebrew boys around the 16th verse said Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, said, we are not careful to answer you in this manner. He said, but in verse 17, if it be so, you better tell the enemy, guess what? I don't care what I got to go through right now. Because guess what? If God wanted to change it, because he's omnipotent, because he's omniscient, because he's everywhere at every time, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will, not a might, not a possibility, not an incapable love, not a, you know what, this is just a little too hard for me. You an exception to the rule. I can do everything but what you're asking me to do. I can make a way for everybody else, but I, but I can't. I can't do it for you. It goes on to say, and he will deliver us out of thine hands. Somebody better know right now that guess what? God is able, but he's going to move in his perfect time. Somebody better know right now that the thing that you battling with, that you keep trying to put your energy into, that you keep trying to change, that you keep trying to make right. God is sitting there saying, when you're going to recognize that I can do anything. Said God is able to do anything but fail. Goes on to say, oh king, but if not. If the report, if the report comes back and it doesn't change, if the report comes back and the doctor's like, you got this much time. If the report comes back and God's sitting there saying, look here, uh, I know what you're asking me for, but if I, but if I do this for you right now, it's going to take you away from me. So I got to hold it. I got to hold it back. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, O sickness, O depression, O disease, O loss, be it known. I will not bow down. I will not give up. I will not stop praying. I will not go out. I will not leave. I will not surrender. I will not give up. God is able. Be it known unto thee that we will not serve thy gods. I will not worship things that are not God. I will not turn and say, God, you've not been better than me, even when I'm in that tough spot. You've been better than me than I've ever been to myself. 
Somebody better understand God is able. God is able to deal with your depression. God is able to deal with your financial lack. God is able to turn that thing that was meant for your bad for your good. He's able to give you peace in the midst of the storm. He's able to bring you out of everything that you're going through. But you better tell him, God, I realize that you are able. But if you don't do it, if you don't change it, God, if you, if you don't make it the way that I want it to be, you are still a great God. You are still a great God. And as I said, beside you, there is no other. The Hebrew boys could have made it seem like the task that they were dealing with was about to take them out. But that situation caused God to show up. And I said that he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, but when he showed up, the one that threw him in, threw them in, looked down there and was like, those who want to talk bad about you, they want to pull you away. They want to tell you that you're never going to be nothing. They'll be the ones that see how God elevates you. You wasn't looking for the promotion, but it came. You wasn't looking for me. You wasn't looking for like Lord if, if I never find a good thing but here comes your wife you wasn't looking for a husband but here comes your Boaz you wasn't looking amen for somebody to move you into this position that you weren't qualified for that you weren't qualified for and God said excuse me can you hold the door for them while they walk in the one that was trying to stop you God gonna have them holding the door open for you. He said, I'll make your enemies your footstool. He said, the ones that wanted to talk about you will be the ones that'll help you the most. And it won't be because of you. It'll be because of him. Because he's able. It's because of him. Because he's able. It wasn't because we deserve what he did. It wasn't because we walked up rightly all the time and God said, because you've been the best of the best. Oh my God. Your God is able. And I said sometimes, and I'm going to end with this, sometimes we can't see what God is about to do. You're like, that door shut, that door shut, that door shut. And we don't understand that God told you years ago to leave it, to go somewhere else, to do something different. But because we couldn't see that he was able to do it at the level that we never saw ourselves going to, we just sat there. Because status quo is comfortable. Status quo means that guess what? I don't have to change anything, and at least I know this. I may not know that, but I know this. So God shut that door. My sister, uh, I use this testimony. This is not mine, but um, it is 
it's an amazing thing to see how God works in people's lives. A sister called one time. She was with a company 10 years, and she's like, Dave, they fired me. They fired me. The nerve of them. They let me go. She was mad. Mad. And I said, Danny, the Lord told you to leave a long time ago. She was like, I, I was getting to it. Okay. Okay. But you never left. You sat there. You never opened your Bible and took the test and never did the things that God asked you to do to elevate you in your ministry. And you're wondering why, you know, it's that calling and that burden that's on your life. But you, you just be like, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll do this later. Uh, and you're sitting there wondering, why does this keep coming back? I told Danny, I was like, uh, you wouldn't leave, so God had to shut the door. And she was like, that wasn't what she wanted to hear. She wanted to hear that she did, they did me wrong and I should go sue and everything else. And the very next job that she got, not even months later, paid her double her salary, allowed her to go back and get her undergrad degree and got her master's degree elevated her step after step and sometimes we say well Lord I'm supposed to be here don't you know God will say something in a very soft word and you'll know he's talking to you but sometimes we hit the mute button if God is encouraging you to do something don't put the mute button on Pray, speak with the pastor, ask that your, your prayer partner to touch and agree with you, but understand that God is not telling you something that he cannot see manifested in your life. And might I add that if it's for the betterment of the kingdom, it surely is not the enemy telling you to do it. It's for the betterment of the kingdom, the uplifting, the building of the kingdom. It's not the enemy. 20 says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I've often said God has a sense of humor. And I say this and I'm going to take my seat or we go go with the furthest of the service. Um, the interesting thing about exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask. In order to ask, we have to think it. And God said, you're not even thinking about the place I'm about to take you. It's not even on your radar. You have no idea the elevation or the door that you're about to walk through and the impact that you're about to have in somebody's life. But the only thing that is stopping you from doing what I've called you to do is for you to see the vision that I have in store for you. He said, I've known you before the foundation of the world. I know what I prepared you for. I know what I predestined you for. I know what I'm calling you to do. Do you believe that I'm able, I'm able to see you through it? You can't think it, but I can do it. You want to form, you, you want to, you want to get this idea in your mind. And as I said, in my mind, I saw myself doing this and Chris just reminded me. She was like, why not you? And she did say promotions come from. And sometimes we let ourselves get talked out of the blessings that God wants in our life. So, 
exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think. I don't know what you're asking God for today. I don't know what you need him to do. But the last portion of Ephesians was Ephesians 20 and 21. And it reiterates, it reminds that Paul tells the people of God that he answers prayer. And he doesn't just do it the way a man does it, but it's exceeding and abundantly above what you can ask or think. I don't know what you're asking God for, but whatever it is today, get it on your heart. Get it in your mind and say, but Lord, I don't know, I don't know what to do or how to start this. But Lord God, I'm calling on you because I know that you're able and competent of doing it. I don't know what that family member in your life is dealing with, but you can intercede for someone today. If you want to see change and they're not here right now, I dare you don't let this service end today without you standing in the gap for somebody who needs you to pray for them, who needs you to stand in the gap for them, who needs you to make a way for them. And you know God is able. You know that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think. Isaiah 55 Eight and nine, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways, saith the Lord. He says, far from the heavens, the heavens are higher than the earth, and so my, heart, so my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts from your thoughts. We don't receive because we don't ask. We don't get because we don't believe. But how many know God's able today? How many know that God is able to deal with your situation and your circumstance? Altar workers come. How many know that right now God is able to change that situation that, amen, may be a struggle to some, but it won't be because of how you come in and how you stand up and how you ask God to intercede. I don't know what the situations are, but I'm telling you today, God can change whatever you're dealing with. He can change whatever you're dealing with. If there's someone that doesn't know the Lord as your Savior, your soon coming King, if you don't know God, amen, as your Redeemer, you do not have to leave the same way you came. I said that God is able. God is able to take the things that we did in the past. He says he's able to clean. He said old things pass away and all things become new. God is able to come into your life and change it. Amen. For the better. Amen. If you don't know God is your savior, come. Amen. We will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And God himself will fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. You do not have to leave the same way you came into this place. I need a praying church. Somebody's here today that's contemplating whether or not you should make a decision. Unsure of what the outcome could be. But I dare you to trust God and know that he's able. I dare you to trust God and believe that God, I know you're going to make everything work out the way that it's supposed to work out. I know that God, you're going to turn this situation around in my life. Will you believe that God is able? Will you believe that God can turn your situation <laughs> around for the better? If you desire prayer, if you desire prayer, it's harvest time. 
we're asking God for an increase amen Lord there's some people in your life that you want to bring to church you were thinking about how to say the words to get them to come amen if you desire prayer come 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 at this time whatever it is that you want God to work out in your life whatever it is you want him to change in your situation say Lord I'm here God I'm here God I believe you and I take you at your word Lord you're able God you are able God said you are more God you are more God Lord I don't know what it is but God I need you right now to Lord, touch my body heal me from the inside out God is there one is there one father we thank you right now hallelujah move in the midst of your people today god lord god if it's anybody that lord god is lord god in this seat god that is struggling with something god you know the outcome lord god you know the beginning from the end jesus hallelujah move in the midst of your people today god show yourself strong god father we sit in expectation god of what you're going to do god we call it done god we know that you are more than able god you are more than able god to deal with that financial situation you are more than able god to deal with that sickness god you are more than able god to deal with that depression god you are more than able to deal with that fear and frustration god oh god move god show yourself strong on our behalf Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just begin to pray wherever you are, God. Just begin to call out for that loved one that you were hoping that praying that God would bring into the house. Oh God, keep them right now, God. Lord God, let them not find rest nor peace, God, until they come to know you as their Savior, God. Their soon coming King, God. Oh God, that wayward child, Jesus. Lord God, draw them back into the fold, God. Lord God, keep them, God. You are more than able, Jesus. Nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing is hard too hard for you, God. Do it, Jesus. Do it, Jesus. Lord God, we're interceding for somebody, God. Oh God, that doesn't know who you are, God. Lord God, you said you love so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on you, God, should not perish, God, but have everlasting life, Jesus. Lord God, we stand in the gap for him right now. Lord, you are more than able, God. You are more than able, God. Pull them out of the hands of the enemy, God. Draw them back into the house of worship. Lord God, give them a praise. Lord God, let them call on your matchless name. You are more than able, God. Said, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? I can't think it, God, and you can do it. Anything is possible. Said, anything is possible. Now, if you can't believe it, you believe it spiritually that God is already working it out. Said anything is possible. Anything is possible. 
impossible. You are able, God, to do the impossible. Anything is possible. Hallelujah. 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 
worthy God you are worthy God you are worthy God hallelujah oh God oh God oh God bless your name Jesus serve a great God y'all hallelujah mm -mm. Jesus Jesus anything is possible when you call on his name anything is possible when you just say Jesus anything can change when you begin to call on God's matchless name hallelujah 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 Bless your name, God. Bless your name, bless your name, bless your name, God. Jesus. Amen. It's offering time. It's offering time. Don't leave, don't lose the joy and the cheer that you got. How many of you know that the Lord loves a cheerful giver? It's a privilege to give to God. It's a privilege to give to God for everything that He's done in our lives, for every blessing, for every door that you open. For every way that you made out of no way. Jesus. He said the Lord love a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. 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 Bless you, bless you, bless you. Hallelujah. It's offering time. Jesus. Somebody know what God doing in their life. Somebody remember it. Somebody saw that door that nobody thought would ever open. Somebody got that healing that they never thought would come. Bless your name, God. And you may not understand why people running around uh, dancing in their seats. Uh, but you wasn't there when they was about to lose their minds. Uh, you wasn't there when that thing shut down and they thought they was going to take their own life. Uh, but look at God. Woo. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.